What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. What's up, guys? It's MJ. Hope everybody's having a lovely day. It's Monday. It's the start of a new week. Which is just lovely. We love that. Um, we do love a good week. I don't even know. My life is just kind of a disaster at the moment because I'm just I'm in the cave right now. So I'm not reading or writing anything. So Stevie, what's going well, I'm not reading anything. I'm writing. Stevie, what's going on? I'm not reading or writing anything. <laughs> I'm basically dying. That's what's happening. Uh, Stevie, um, tell me what's going on in the book world. Um, first of all, I want to try. I really think that people need to um, go read Trouble by Tia Louise. I was not expecting holy hotness of sex scenes <laughs> in this book with ice cubes. I thought you were going to say with ice cube. Like the, t- like the actor. <laughs> oh, like legitimate ice cubes. I love it. Like, do you remember in the spoiler not really spoiler alert i mean it's not like it's not that big of a deal i'm not telling you a piece of the plot um do you remember in 50 shades of gray when christian takes the ice cubes yeah so basically this guy does that to her but he does it down there like he like yeah drags it and then he holds it there and it literally describes her yelling out in pain but in like a weird sensation and i'm sitting there like what it does not feel great i'll tell you that i mean it feels great after a while but like initially ice cubes on the fajj not exactly like fun for the first two seconds well you think about it like pregnant people put ice packs on their vagina like yeah because it helps them heal i'm telling you right now ice on was not tia louise i don't know what the fuck you did with this book (laughs) but i was here for it (laughs) and then i also read um the Edge of Serenity by our dear friend Kristen Turnage, which comes out in like the next two weeks. I haven't read it yet, but I know it's going to be phenomenal. Um, but other than that, not much. I'm really excited for the person that's coming today because I'm a huge fan. And if you follow us on TikTok, you saw the video I posted about this book. And I'm so excited. I'm also super excited. Are you ready for me to read her intro? Yes. All right. USA Today bestselling author Molly McLean, author of Sexy, Small Town Romance, Lover of Banana Taffy, 80s Ballads, 90s Rock, and Road Trips. Location, Wisconsin. Sign, Sagittarius. Religion, Coffee and Naps. Without further ado, let's go chat with Molly. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. Molly McLean, we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I love how these intros are like, oh yeah, we just now got it talking or whatever, but like the 15 minutes before we got on here, like full on conversation, it's fine. Um, like I said, we're super excited to have you. How I like to start this off by asking how the weather is, where you're located. It's gorgeous here today. It's a little hot. It's like 90 degrees in Northern Wisconsin, which is a little bit warmer than we <laughs> prefer it to be, but oh, yeah. I can't complain. Wisconsin. Have we had yeah. an author from Wisconsin? I don't think so. I don't think so either. We've you know, had we've been pretty all over the map. What I really want to do is I want to get a map of like the whole world and use like the thumbtacks on the wall to like pick where we've had people and where we haven't had people. I've never been to Wisconsin. I hear it's nice though. Wisconsin, Wisconsin. <laughs> Whatever. How the fuck you say it? I don't think there's a right or wrong way to say Wisconsin. 
No. Um, hey, better than I do. See? See, Stevie? Anyways, um, it is currently raining cats and dogs outside my house in North Carolina. Um, if you want to experience five seasons in three days, come to North Carolina and or Virginia because we can do that here. We can provide that for you here. <laughs> same in the same, same in Maryland. <laughs> yeah. We said the same thing here. Yep. Not a fun time. Anyways, I'm going to let Stevie kick off with some questions. And uh, yeah, we're just going to get it rolling. Start talking. It's going to be a good time. I'm so excited. I am too. I don't know who's more excited if it's me because I even have the book next to me. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> it always sits up on my on my bookshelf but <laughs> okay so we're gonna talk about we're made of moments because this book is one that I talk about all the time on this podcast she does I do and it came to a point where Jess and I made the TikTok which I love which now has been seen a lot really like <laughs> I was really surprised how like the views on this video jumped really quickly <laughs> oh my gosh I haven't looked in a while I'll have to go check it out um, so this is a second chance with some twists in it. What was your initial inspiration for this story? Oh gosh. So honestly, the initial inspiration was the song Highway 20 Ride by the Zach Brown band, which I'm actually not a huge fan of theirs, but that song just clicked for me. Oh my god, you tell uh, me right now that you, you you can tell me right now. You just said I'm not a huge fan of them. You're gonna tell me right now, colder weather don't come on the motherfucking radio. And oh, you're not like, <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Those two songs. Those two songs are yeah, like Too all the time. I'm weird though. It's like I so my husband listens to like strictly country music and. For the most part, I guess I do too, because, you know, usually when we're listening to it, we're together, but I'm like a rock chick. You would never know okay, <laughs> okay. looking at me. So yeah, but anyway, so that song was really what inspired um, the idea behind Moments. However, the original idea that I had is not what came out in the book. Um, it's not hugely different, but it's enough. It's different enough than what I had, had planned on writing. And honestly, that's a story that I have wanted to write for a very, very long time, but you may or may not know, I stepped away from writing in 2018 um, and just came back this in 2020. So yeah, I've had that, that story in my head for a very long time. So, but that was, that song was what inspired it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So Jesse, who was one of my favorites, is the epitome of book boyfriend. Um, he loves very hard and... Mm-hmm. does not he hasn't given up on Hayden at all um so what surprised you most about writing Jesse's character so I think the biggest surprise for me with him was that I tend to write heroes that are a little bit more aggressive or a little bit more possessive and that I don't write like alpha holes or I don't write bullies or anything like that by any means but my guys usually like to fight for their girls like from the start. And he didn't really do that. He actually, he stepped back and let her do her thing, which is very unlike anything that I've written before. Um, and to a certain degree, I was like, oh my gosh, he's, he's a little bit too perfect. He's uh-huh. a little bit too, he's, there's not like a whole it. lot wrong with him. But then I realized that him, him kind of stepping back was not cool he really yeah. should have fought harder earlier so I just went with that so yeah I mean he just he he was a little bit too too clean and a little bit good but I think it worked out people seem to like the book 
Well, I mean, it, and it did work out because if you think about it, he stepped aside, he let her live her life, but when he had his chance, he wasn't yeah. letting it go again. No, no, he was like, <laughs> done, next, my turn, yeah. Mm-hmm. I literally had this conversation with somebody the other day about book boyfriends, okay, and she was talking about how that some men, I'm not gonna say all men because I'm not gonna generalize, but some men think that women reading romance gives unrealistic expectations for men, right? Yeah. And to an extent, maybe. But at the same time, I was like, what the fuck are they smoking? Because <laughs> if you if you break down a book to the bare minimum of a book boyfriend, right? What are they doing? The bare minimum. Like they're like, what do we love about a book boyfriend? We love somebody who's gonna like claim us in front of his friends. We love somebody who's going to uh you know, pull our hair in bed, and then who pays attention. Anytime that a guy has, like, a cute fucking nickname, like, a unique nickname for a girl in a book, immediately he's on a book boyfriend. I love him. Immediately. Immediately. Like, he could go out and, like, kill 50 people, and I'm like, oh, but he calls her Birdie, so, like, mm, I still love him. Well, and so you would love, you would love Jesse because he calls Hayden City Girl. Do you know what I'm saying? I love a fucking, (laughs) I love that, So it's like, what genuinely is it that the guys in the books are doing that, you know, is so like outrageously out of like the world? Like there isn't, they're doing the bare minimum. So maybe, maybe men should read them and be like, oh, well, maybe if I like, I don't know, paid attention to what her favorite flower was and then called her about her favorite flower while we were in bed together, we might go (laughs) a little, we might do something here. Yeah, it's not complicated. And then I also saw this TikTok where it was like, I hate all men except men written by women. And I was like, oh, but saying no. Oh, but saying no. I was like, yes. Okay, anyway, sorry. I just want to get that out. We were talking about book boyfriends and I needed to, I needed to air that out. Go, You've been holding that one in for a while. I have been. That, that might come back up later, eventually, because it's something I need, I feel like I need to vent about. Oh. I'm not. I know I'm not. I know I'm not wrong. I don't even care. And I, I guarantee that there is like maybe three men, maybe, maybe two that listen to this podcast. So you'd it, be surprised actually, because if you go to our anchor and look at the, um, like all the stats and stuff like that, it actually tells you how many men listen to our podcast and, it, and it's like 20%. Oh, well, shit. And I was like, twenty oh, percent people of oh, men are listening to this. There's a problem. <laughs> like, well, that's a lot, actually. It wow. might to you men, pick up a romance novel and just look at the bare minimum of what they do that make women go absolutely buckshit crazy. I mean, minus like the mafia thing or like something crazy like MC. If you like strip away all of that, we're just writing men who give a shit. Like. <laughs> That's literally it, bro. Like, that's it. I don't understand how that's making expectations too high, but whatever. Anyway, sorry, continue. (laughs) So so what was your favorite part about writing Jesse and Hayden together? Oh, gosh. Um, I think just finally the two of them getting together and being able to acknowledge how they really felt about each other after denying it for such a long time. Um, Honestly, I think I spent more time writing the first part of the book like months writing the first part of the book and I was miserable but as soon as I got them together it was like angels it was oh it was so much easier after that because I you know I needed that they needed that so everybody needed that (laughs) (laughs) 
That's for sure. It's, honestly, this book is probably, this is far more slow burn than I ever intended it to be. Um, but again, I think it worked. So oh, it definitely worked. <laughs> I both love and hate a slow burn. I both love and hate them because like, God, it's just like, oh my God, I want you guys to get together. But it's also yeah. like, oh God, but the agonizing, slow, <laughs> painful torture, amazing. But at the same time, it's like, you're like shaking your Kindle. You're like, if y'all don't fucking kiss in the next two chapters, I swear to God. What's uh-huh. funny though, is that Jess and I, Buddy read this. I read it for probably like the 10th time with her, just so she had somebody to read it with her. And we were Marco Poloing back and forth while she was, while we were both reading it. And she was like she cuts your heart out in the beginning and then she loves it like they're it's great and then cut your heart out at the end and <laughs> puts it back together again <laughs> okay. it's my favorite books oh. so and it's she- like a wave of emotion the whole time <laughs> i love hearing that that's awesome i mean you know i'm sorry that i you know you're not though. Don't like your heart. You're not. You know you're not. It's fine. I love that. I love when authors are like, "I'm sorry, I did that." I'm like, no, "But you're not." Like, don't apologize. You're right. You're both like, yes. Yeah. Hey, if we, if it didn't work, we wouldn't be reading it so many times. Yeah, it's fine. Ten times? Are you serious? That's crazy. Oh my god, I can't even count at this point how many times I read this book. <laughs> And I do that a lot because I'm a serious mood reader. Mm. So if I can't find something new that like drags me in, I will go back and reread things that did drag me in. Oh, but and then I fall in love with reading again and then I go find new books. So it works. <laughs> I love reading. I literally love reading books that make me cry. But like, so I saw this thing on, I saw this thing on Netflix, not on Netflix. I saw this thing on a, on a news article that says that people with like anxiety or like mental illness will rewatch like the same, like net, like will re-binge like the same series over and over again, or reread the same book because they know how it's going to end. Like they, they know that they're not going to get like sideswiped by an emotion that they don't see coming. Like they can prepare for it. Right. And I was like, Oh shit. I was like, so that's why I do that. Like, I literally, no kidding, will read the same books over and over and over and over. So that's why you still watch Criminal Minds all the time. Absolutely. I mean, I literally don't eat, the fact that you just said that, I literally just restarted on season one, episode one last night. I don't care. It's because, I don't know, it just makes me less anxious. But at the same time, I'll reread books and they'll make me like books that I love. And I'll just still, I mean, even though I know it's fucking coming, I'm just going to cry. Because the last fucking book I read that you guys gave me as a as a uh, recommendation nearly ripped my soul out. So what was that? What book? It was fucking. It was Colleen Hoover. The, oh. Us. It yes. I didn't even know what book it was. It, it, was it, it ends with us. I've yeah. never read a Colleen Hoover book before. Ever. Cat and I are like, you need to go buy. You need to start with it ends with us, and she hated us for doing. Who the that. fuck was that psychopath? Literal psychopaths. I was like, Colleen Hoover needs to pay for my medical bills immediately because I am damaged. She'd be bankrupt if she had to pay for her fans' medical bills. Exactly. Point. Exactly. I'm sure you are not the first person to say that. Absolutely not. Okay, and now okay. now the fans are rebelling against her and, and doing a, a petition to get her to write the novella of Atlas. Literally, I can't. I cannot. Okay, sorry. Anyways, continue. <laughs> okay, so if, if if we're made of moments were to be turned into a movie, 
who would you cast as the roles as Jesse, Hayden, and Lane? Okay, so believe it or not, and people are just like, really? Chris Zizzo is not my Jesse. No, he's definitely not, but he's hot. He makes a beautiful cover. I will say that. Right. Yeah. So I had like, I had probably half of the book written before I ever found that cover picture. I mean, I knew Chris from TikTok and whatnot. And it's kind of funny because um, my, she's not really my alpha reader, but she's, she beta us for me. And we talk like all the time about, about what I'm working on. And she was like, you know, through this entire book, she was, she was reading everything and talking with me and we knew Chris from TikTok and we were like, this guy, you know, like he's kind of a little bit injured. I was like, God damn it. Like, I, oh, I'm not yeah, sure. <laughs> like, I, I don't want him, but yet I have to have that. So anyway, so it's not Chris. Um, I don't know what his last name is, but he, his name is Travis S and he is a model for Wander. Do you know who Wander is? Yes, Wander. I know exactly who you're talking about. That is my, that's, that's my Jesse. So, go to Wander's um, Instagram page. He's all over there. Yeah. So, and unfortunately, Jesse didn't become him until later in the book too. So, otherwise, I, sh- I probably would have, I should have put him on the cover. Um, no offense, Chris. I mean, it did turn out really, really well. Um, but he is <laughs> <laughs> but he is he's jesse to me at least oh, most... oh sorry 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 go ahead <laughs> it's okay so he's yeah so he's mostly who i think about but if i'm completely honest like i'm horrible in that i don't have the same image of my characters as i write it changes all the time mm-hmm. um so and even to think of like who, who would play hayden i mean in my reader group, like early on, I had said Hayden Panettiere. Is that how you say her last name? Mm-hmm. I know who you're talking about. She played in Bring It On. I love her. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like, kind of, you know, I guess she's she's the closest. But again, it changes. You know, Hayden's kind of fluid to me. Um, but Lane, Lane is the like old school, like slicked back Milo Ventimiglia. Is that how you say his name? Oh, okay. I'm here for that. Yeah. Like. I don't, and I don't even know like what show or what movie or whatever, the image of him that I have in my head, he's got like, just, he's, he's a little thinner um, than he maybe is now. Um, I don't know. Probably the later yeah. seasons of Gilmore Girls. I was about to be like Gilmore Girls. Cause honey, let me yeah. tell you, my God. The later <laughs> seasons when they're, uh, when Rory's in college is when he has his hair like that. Okay. So confession, I've never watched Gilmore Girls. So like, I can't, okay. I can't say never. I think maybe I've watched like three episodes, like total ever in my entire life. Do you know other movie he has his hair like that too in that I really love him in is Dirty Nerd, is Dirty Deeds. Oh, okay. He is so good looking in that one too. Oh my God. He's a very attractive man. I will say that. (laughs) I will say that. So yeah, I mean, those are probably the three closest. I mean, you know, hands down, Travis is Jesse, but the other two are kind of, you know, kind of change, but yeah. It's funny you say that about Chris Zizzo though, because I have books, I have other books with him on it. Actually, a friend of mine, Aubrey has. I love her. Has has her book, Damon, and he's on both of those books because they're Mm -hmm. twins. And say it wasn't, it, it wasn't until, and it's ironic that this happened is she sent me those books and that's when I found him. But what's even more weird is that we grew up together and didn't know it. You and 
me and Aubrey. Oh, really? That's <laughs> we cool. apparently grew up down the street from each other and had no idea. Oh my god. So gosh. when she sent me the books and she asked me for my address, she's like, um, I used to live down the street from there. <laughs> I was like, really? what <laughs> so crazy. yes i have other books from her that have him on it and then may marika ray also has a book with him on it mm-hmm. yeah so and he there was a release last week too another one i don't remember what her name was laura maury maybe um and he looks like vicious he looks like i don't yeah. know that sounds like well, what book is that that sounds like my life <laughs> he just looks like i don't remember what it's called because but he just looks like intense and just like he's gonna like bite somebody's head off and then I've got the soft Sunni who Travis S was until I looked him up and he is on the cover of Shadow for uh L Wilder's Satan's Fury books and I have read all of those and I was like oh, I know who he is I know that tattoo mm-hmm. I know that tattoo <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry go yeah, no <laughs> Okay, so now what can fans expect from book two? Because More Than a Memory will come out towards the end of this year. And right. that is Aiden and Olivia's story. I'm so excited for Aiden's story because he's very uh, aloof in, in book one. You really don't see much of him in book one. So, so far in what I have written for him, he he spends a lot of time being pissed off. Oh, he's no. very He's, yeah, he's very intense and he's a detective. So he's just kind of got this, you know, quiet brooding kind of. Oh, we're going to get an Elliot Stabler vibe going on. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yes. And then he finds out that Olivia, who happens to be his best friend's younger sister and also his secret um, high school into college fling that nobody knows about that she she's in need of a little bit of help she's gotten herself involved well she hasn't gotten herself um somebody very close to her has gotten involved with the polish mafia so she needs some protection so aiden is enlisted or recruited to help her so there's a lot of i don't want to say it's an enemies to lover but there's a lot of tension between the two of them and she has a lot a lot of making up to do so so yeah so Aiden he he's he's angry and it's justified I love so him. yeah on, you're bored I love an angry man <laughs> <laughs> and now, well oh okay I'm sorry go on no go ahead go ahead I was just gonna say and I can promise you this so we're made of moments was a slow burn this one is not oh yeah bitch you're gonna come out right out the gate with the sexy <laughs> like, bam here it is yeah. I mean, they have history and there is a lot of, there's a lot between them. So yeah, I know I'm excited. I'm it. so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so you have the Mason Creek book coming up in a couple weeks, like literally mm-hmm. the end of September, I believe September, September 9th. No, no, beginning September 9th. I was about to be like, CD, do not say a couple of weeks is, is the end of September. Look, my brain <laughs> I was like, is, is away. Like, Jesus. I, I don't even know how it's the end of July right now. So right. in a couple of weeks, it will be the end of September. Oh I mean, right. exactly. Look, you, you think that I've been working on this giveaway for the last two weeks, for the last, what, week and a half, and I'm at a, over 105 books. I'm like, my brain's not here. <laughs> That's awesome, else. by the way. Good Thank job. you. It was, it was, that was, 
that was quite the wild ride. <laughs> MJ kind of surprised, was really surprised with me. <laughs> I wasn't surprised at all. I knew that you could do it. I was she just, was like, well, you can try, but. <laughs> I was, she messaged me. So I'm like, I'm like knee deep in a book right now. Like I'm almost finished. Like I'm at the light. Like I am right there. And she messages me and she's like, I'm thinking about doing a giveaway, five book giveaway for every single day that we do this thing. And I was like, um, I support you, but I don't, I hope that you don't think that I'm supposed to be helping with this because I physically could not do it. My brain yeah. would never allow me to come out of this cave right now. And she's like, no, no, I got it. Three days later, she got 95 books. I was like, oh my God. I was like, well, I'm glad. I'm all the awesome you. authors who are going to be involved with this 14 day giveaway. because it's so- Lord God help me. Anyways. So uh, the Mason Creek book, which has, I can't even remember how many books are in this series already. Um, I don't know how many are out now, but there's 12 total. I think, is there? Uh, Lacey Blacks comes out next week. And I think there's two more, three more, four more. And this is another world, right? It is a world. It's a small town collection and they're all enter in the same town. They're all done in the same town. Got it, got it, got it. So right. Kaylee Ryan had one, Lacey Black did one, Lauren Remro, um, uh, good Lord, there was so many Kate authors. C.A. Harms, um, yeah, there's tons. And they are all so good. Yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. So I actually got my edits back for Perfect Secret today, and my editor has not read all of the other books, so she didn't know this, but my beta readers have well not all of them I mean the majority all the ones that are available and a couple of the arcs that are available for the other books and then of course then mine and apparently mine is the dirtiest so so I got to tone it down just a little bit so that readers aren't like what in the hell is this (laughs) I Um, can see that Kaylee Ryan's was not dirty at well and Kaylee Ryan's not really known to write really dirty books anyway See, no, and she, she and I are like really good friends and she's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. And I'm like, (laughs) well, and hers was of course all fan voted. Right. Like she put up polls for, I think for four weeks and there was so many polls that everybody was like voting on. The and twins names yeah everything. Yeah. The twins, um, what, what we wanted the bookstore to be called. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's epic that was her book was actually really good it was a really good plot line too so I will give her that yeah she's always good for a very thorough read um so I don't know I don't I wouldn't say by no means is this like don't okay have you guys have Stevie have you read Bend yes okay so that is like my dirtiest book it's not like that it's not like that even remotely but I guess I just go from like this, oh, you know, small town, whatever to like, boom, when they finally get it on. Um, And like, I don't know, I don't know what my deal was, but like, it was pretty graphic. Um, And they don't do it like a lot, but when they do, it's just like, you know, so um, yeah, I got to tone it down a little bit or people are going to think that I'm just a big old perv. So I don't know. That's fine though. I like that. I mean, you should see the books I read, bro. I don't even, I mean, shit. <laughs> Look, I just read, I, I want to say it was book one of Adriana Locke's series, uh, the Gibson Boys one. Mm-hmm. And that was probably, and I've read really dirty books. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Fifty Shades of Grey, so it's fine. Like, I, I'm okay with all that. But 
the way she was describing this one sex scene in there talking about squirting down a wall and i'm like this is supposed to be rom-com <laughs> i forgot about this <laughs> and, like, and walker talks about it and i'm just like and this is rom-com <laughs> um and then it's I- like then you you know like you know these authors like you know adriana and she's so sweet she's so she's like one of my favorite person (laughs) who knew that was in her brain when she did that though oh Oh, gosh i literally love i literally love how (laughs) i love how that's like well i mean i guess because you guys it is rom-com so i guess you weren't expecting it i i suppose i think i'm just desynthesized to everything but no the biggest thing was you're not expecting it to go there like you're expecting like the first sex scene that they have was on top of a of a car of a classic car so you're like fine it's okay but then when they get back together and it's like she soaks the wall (laughs) like i mean it goes from one one thing to a really extreme (laughs) i was literally talking to a friend the other day and she was like oh my god I want to give you this book recommendation but she I mean I guess we're not really friends like it's like a she's a reader and I had posted on my story about like dark romance recommendations and things like that and she was like oh my god I want to give you this recommendation but I don't want you to think I'm weird and I'm like I was like send it to me (laughs) like I probably either already read it or I've read something like it and so she sends it to me and she was like, the main, the hero, hero is a serial killer. And I was like, girl, I got a whole fucking thing on my shelf, like a whole row of books where they're, the main characters are all serial killers. Okay. And it's okay. Like, I think it's hot. So I just, it's just, it's just funny to me how like the differences between like what Stevie reads and what I read, because like, sometimes I just sit here and be like, yeah, I mean, they do that in the first chapter. I mean, <laughs> I mean, so she, so what's really funny is MJ gets a kick out of this now because she just found this out is we have a form for people to apply to be on the show. And I put on this form, like, because we were getting the questions all the time and people could send us copies of their books to talk about when they come on. So of course we added that to our form and I put on there, if you want to put the dirty book like all like dark romance and pnr and all this other stuff to her and i said if you want this the light and fluffy stuff send it to me it she was didn't so know i had did this because mine looks like the hard limit section of like bdsm <laughs> agreement and stevie's looked like you know like soft limits or whatever and i was like oh my god this is this is life right here this is, this is why you work out so well oh this yeah is why you know yeah perfect <laughs> okay so what else is planned for 2021 so I am working on a novella right now for the All-American Boy series. Um, there was a first round that launched, I think, in February. And I don't remember how many authors were in that one, like 15. And I think there's 14 or 15 in this next round that will launch in October and November. So I'm working on that right now. Um, <laughs> those characters have changed a little bit. So I don't, I'm almost afraid to tell you what it's even about because I may change my mind again. Um but I will tell you, though, that the characters are related to other characters that I've written. So readers will get kind of a glimpse into just a little bit of, you know, I don't know, little family connection and maybe maybe a little bit of a cameo from previous characters. I'm all for that. She's like, I'm not committing to anything. 
in case I change my mind. I've, I've seriously, I've changed my mind like three times and I have to have this book to the editor in like a month. So my, yeah. I Look, I'm off work interconnected. Like when you wrap up something inside a novella, like where you put like hints of other characters from your past books in there, because I will say another Kaylee Ryan shout out is when she did the knocked up anthology, her mm-hmm. book in there was related to the Montgomery brothers series. I love it. Yep. And I was cracking up as soon as he said, I work for the Montgomery Brothers plant. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I know who they are. And I didn't realize this because I had read her Rockstar one like forever ago. Mm-hmm. And if you read book one of the Montgomery Brothers, Sam's best friend or Sam's sister in law is one of the rock stars from her rock star series so i did not know that again until i reread it i took me a while to make the connection but i love when that happens yeah well i think that for at least for right now i think the the heroine will be a little bit of a surprise um more so than well i don't know i don't even know if i want to say anything because like i'm like Anything you can say will be held against you. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. We're not talking about it anymore. Okay, but so, so that comes out in October. Um, providing, you know, I get my my ass in gear and actually finish it, um, which I have to, I will. Um, so that comes out in October. And then we already talked about More Than a Memory, Aiden and Olivia's book, which will come out in December. All right, well, cool. So super exciting for you for 2021. We are going to move into writing questions, which is my section of the podcast. Okay. Um, let's just be, I talk in every section of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we broke this up so that I could make Stevie talk, but it's still just me talking half the time. <laughs> anyway, so when did you realize that you wanted to be a writer? I've actually been writing since like junior high or probably even before that. I think my mom has like this silly now, little- wait a minute. Is junior high middle school? Yes. Okay, cool. She I doesn't know that. She's only 21 okay first fuck off oh my god i'm are you really i'm like twice as old as you pause first of all junior high doesn't have shit to do with my age i'm pretty sure it has to do with location (laughs) secondly that had not shit to do with my age stevie junior high is like a locational thing i'm like pretty sure like a regional thing like my like it's when i in the south like it's called middle school high school elementary school I don't know that it's necessarily a regional thing. I mean, back, maybe it's, you know, when I was in seventh and eighth grade, it was junior high and now it's middle school here too. I'm 32 and it was junior high when I was in high school, middle school. So I guess I'm just a youngin. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry. All right. Middle school. Sorry. Continue. Oh yeah. So just, I've, I've written forever, forever and ever. And I, um, had my first kid when I was 20 and I, my husband traveled and he was gone a lot. And so I was stuck at home with a baby and a lot of time on my hands. So I just kind of picked up where I left off, um, in school and then had a couple more kids. And so then I stopped writing. Um, and then when they finally got older and when I, I went back to college, finished my degree, um, did all of that. Then I started writing again, probably in 2010, um, and didn't publish until 2014. So I've really been writing for a very, very long time. I think, I mean, 
I think that's like, I think that's similar to other people that we've had on is just like, you know, like odd writing's always been like a thing and then like life kind of mm-hmm. gets in the way. And then until you kind of make writing your life and then you're like, just kidding, we're going to, we're going <laughs> to integrate it into like what I normally do every single day. Um, so are you a plotter, a pantser or somewhere in between? We call that a planter. I think I'm probably somewhere in between, but I'm definitely, I definitely lean more towards pantsing. Oh um, all just a bunch of show-offs. <laughs> all of well, and it's not, it isn't that I don't want to plot. It's just that plotting is kind of pointless because I, case in point, my All-American Boy story, I will plot it and then I just won't follow what I'm supposed to do. And so what's the point? I love it. It's a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, so do you have any interesting writing quirks? Like, do you have a certain routine, like when you wake up or do you like always have to be eating like a certain type of candy or like wearing the same pair of socks or something? Not really. I'm actually just pretty boring. I just want to be comfortable. I don't want to be restricted. I am always probably wearing a tank top. Yeah. Um, I have to be, you know, have to be cool and whatever, but, and I drink a lot of coffee, but that's not really a quirk, I guess, probably most the majority of writers probably live and survive on coffee. Um, I don't, I don't really think I do anything too weird. Although I will say that I have been known to write into the wee hours of the morning and then all of a sudden get like this major craving for sugar and go online and order pounds and pounds of jelly beans and banana Laffy Taffy. <gasps> I have done it more than once. No, that's epic. I love that. Oh my God. Exactly. I want jelly beans so bad right now. That's okay. I live off of Obviously, I'm, I'm a PA, so I work at my desk nine times, like, all day long, and between the podcast and everything else, so I live off the gushers. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that I have specific candy. I'm trying to... Or, can- or Kit Kats. I do have a whole bag of Kit Kats hidden in my drawer, I too. A, I have some jaw, I have some jawbreakers over here that I like to, like, eat. She on. likes sour candy. Oh, God, I love the fuck. Yes, like, sour Skittles and stuff like that, but see, the thing is with those is I, like, I don't even give a shit though. Like I literally will eat them until like the roof of my mouth is gone and then go eat like sea salt and vinegar chips just to like add on to the pain. I think I, I have a pain kink. It's, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I do, I will literally eat so much sour candy. Like I'm a very um, like fixated person, I guess you, I don't really know how to explain it, but like I have kicks where for like weeks at a time or maybe even months, I think the longest one I've ever had was like two months. I will fixate on like one certain thing. So like right now it's bagels and cream cheese. I eat bagels every single morning before I do anything or like it'll be hot sauce for like two weeks or, you know, something like that. So like literally I'll eat the fucking grocery store out for like two weeks of like certain things that I'm into at the time. I just wish that it would be like kale so that it was healthy, but it's never kale. I do the same thing. I, I, I do too. The last thing was sushi. <gasps> oh God, don't tell me that because now it's going to be sushi next to me. Oh, I love sushi. But, but now I can't. My husband went shopping the other day and he's like, do you want me to stop and get some for you? And I'm like, oh God, no. Cause like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, you're like, oh my God, I hate it. Like, don't even bring it near me. Like um, my poor fucking, my poor husband, man. I, when I get on him, like, especially if it's like dinner food, right? Like if it's like snacks, he's fine with it because I, I just like snack on them through the day. But if it's like dinner food, like I craved pizza for like four weeks and he was, <laughs> he'd come on and be like, what are we having for dinner? I'd be like, pizza. pizza. And I would have like different varieties of pizza. Like 
I wouldn't just always like order in because like I can make like homemade pizza. So I'd make like homemade pizza or like I make Chef Boyardee pizza. Like I had like all kinds of pizza going down and he was like, if I have to even look at another slice of pizza, I am going to kill you. So we all do that though. We fixate on one thing, like especially in our jobs and stuff like that, since we all work from home. Yeah. Like we're, we have things available to us. I mean, my other one is homemade Chex Mix. I just Literally think mine's all the time. anxiety, honestly. <laughs> honestly, I just think it's a symptom of my anxiety, but it's whatever. Um, so what do you like to do when you're not writing? Besides oh banana lappy candy. So I, when I'm writing, I'm writing. So it's like kind of all or nothing for me. Um, but honestly, I don't, we live in a super, super small town and the nearest, oh gosh, I mean, the nearest place to even go and do anything fun is like 45 minutes away to do anything really, really fun. It's like two hours. So we don't do a whole lot around here, but like drive around in the woods. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like the South <laughs> anywhere in the South. Um, eating snacks, like gas station snacks, listening to music. Um, we go camping a lot, um, but we haven't went this year because my husband's kind of laid up right now. So he's not really able to do a whole lot of that, but um, I also am a food network <gasps> like especially like the food competitions I love oh, the shows are you currently watching Master Chef? I'm not but it's recorded because I'm writing <laughs> listen to me you got Hulu yes oh I yeah I yeah I have okay, Hulu I have Netflix I've got you need I, to record it Hulu has them Hulu has it yeah. So like it, it'll so like if like they come on every Wednesday, trust me, because I'm watching it currently. It comes on every Wednesday. And so Hulu will have it on Thursdays. So I literally just like, yeah. Oh my god, Master Chef. Uh, I'm pretty sure that there are some episodes that my husband has canceled or whatever. So I will have to definitely get into my Hulu and, and watch the rest of them. Awesome. But yeah, I love those. Um I I'm actually like a reality TV junkie in general. Same same yeah anybody who says they're not is a liar they are a liar (laughs) I really so like I was really excited that Love Island was Mm. just started a few weeks ago but I started watching it and I hated the character so that's out I'm not going to watch that but typically I love those kinds of shows so I with the challenge on MTV I've not seen that oh my effing god listen to me you like drama I, and and sporting activities that's one to watch like it's, it's very entertaining it's, the shit. it's like okay. big brother okay. on crack it's okay. so much better than big brother don't even compare it to that hey I'm a diehard big brother fan and I have been for as long as they've been on air the challenge is it's on Amazon. you can get them on Amazon Prime if you have Amazon Prime or something mm-hmm. but I do the challenge is probably my favorite reality TV show ever because there are two characters on, well, not two characters, actually two human beings on the challenge that inspired two characters that I wrote. So it's, it's, I literally can't. And it's Johnny Bananas and (laughs) I, you have, you have to watch it. And oh my God, there's like a love story within the first, like, well, throughout the whole, cha- I'm going to tell you about this because I need to say it like, like physically out loud because we've never talked about the challenge on this fucking uh, podcast before. And I need to express my love for CT and DM. So I had to raise my glasses up for this. So like, there's like a love story for like, see, there's like 20 something seasons now. It's like season one through like 15. Yeah. So like, or season like a, 14 or something like that. So from like season one, you meet CT. Oh my God. His name is Chris, but that's every calls him CT. 
and then you meet Diem, and Diem is like recently recovered from breast cancer, or some, I think it's ovarian cancer, or something of that nature, and so she has no hair, so she wears wigs all the time in like the first season, and her and CT like get together and he like makes her comfortable enough that she like takes her wig off and she like wears like no hair or she'll wear like her bandana or something and he like loves her with his whole soul and like I literally cannot deal and like throughout the whole seasons like 15 seasons of them being together it's like back and forth like they're fighting all the time when they're not together if like CT's with another girl DM's pissed the fuck off and vice versa if CT is like with another if she's with another guy he's like not having it they're so sweet and she ends up spoiler alert she passed away in like 2014 and the last season that she was on her like you have partners most of the time and so basically he and her were not partners but she was feeling like really really sick when they were in like Costa Rica or something like that where they were stationed for the challenge and it's all on television on like fucking reality television and he comes home from the club and she's like not okay and so she ends up going to the hospital and he literally like packs his shit doesn't even give a shit about his partner who is gonna have to go home because he's leaving and leaves with Diem like goes home with her and she ends up passing away like a few months later it was just very 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 sad and I was like don't do me like this right now oh my god CT is the love of my life. You need to go watch it. Just go. They're one of those best reality TV couples that like kind of work together and then work together and then their whole relationship played out on national television for a very long time. And it was beautiful. And then I'm also in love with Johnny Bananas, but he's another story. So, anyways, um, go watch it. That's all I need to say. I have two I have written that are inspired by CT and Johnny Bananas. I don't even care. Um, So, what does your family think about your writing? And have any of them read your books? okay so my mom and my sister and my oldest son's girlfriend they all read my stuff oh my yeah my daughter is 15 and is dying to read my books but she's <laughs> like a naive 15 year old she's not like I was at 15 I would be like that would have been totally okay but she no I can't let her and my husband just doesn't read he doesn't have any interest but he will listen to me mm. um and, you know, help me with things like my boys, actually, um, my son, my oldest son is 21 and my um, middle son is 17. And they both helped me with Jesse's character and we're made of moments. Um, yeah, it's kind of cute. So they're, they're helpful that way. They're definitely more supportive now that I'm making some money off of it. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more so than when I was just, you know, stuck in my room or stuck wherever writing, writing, writing all the time and kind of ignoring them and then that they didn't ever, you know didn't benefit them in any way yeah but now that it's like mom I need new basketball shoes okay yeah Molly, Molly will pay for that because Molly's my pen name Molly's not my real name yeah um you know things like that so they're definitely more supportive than they used to be and my mom of course again she reads all my books and she's like you get it for me I know you get it for me and I'm oh like, my yeah. god I love it <laughs> I love, I love supportive parents. MJ's I got one of those that, too. <laughs> I wish that my freaking 18 year old brother was helpful in that department, but he's not because he's the most immature 18 year old I've ever met in my life. Just turned 18 like four days ago. And he's, he's, I literally, I could never use him for book ever. ever. I mean, minus like funny dialogue. I could use him for funny dialogue, but that's about it. Connor, my little brother, who I call Wonder Kid, Connor is literally the side character that everybody falls in love with because he's a literal fucking dumbass. 
Like he's always like getting himself into like situations he should not be getting himself into. And like everybody loves that side character, but you could just never write a book about him because he gets himself into too much shit. So that's, that's literally Connor. If I was ever to write a book about him, I'd have to make him a side character. We would like a book about your dad though. No. Oh my God. What about your dad, MJ? Not about my dad. No, my dad. He wants to be a cover model. No. From the face up, he might be able to be a cover model. Oh, he's I'm so best. intrigued right now. He's been uh-huh. on a couple times. He likes to pop in, like, whenever she's home visiting her family, he'll pop on the podcast. <laughs> and it never fails that when I go home, we have a podcast, so I can't, like, like, I'll be in, like, my sister's freaking bedroom. Like, my 10-year-old sister's bedroom. I got, like, unicorns behind me. And I have to tell the authors that this is not my room. Let me just clarify. And then, like, 20 sure. seconds in, my dad's just, like, what's up guys like oh my god dad, he's always like hey stevie i was like dad please just please just leave me alone please i'm gonna um, make him come on the podcast and wear his my daughters in the porn industry shirt absolutely not yeah he literally has a shirt that says that literally because from the moment that he found out that i was like writing because i mean obviously i told him that i was like writing books and he was like oh, what kind of books are you writing and i was like romance books and he's like oh so you writing those fabio books I guess if that's what you want to call it. So he basically just tells everybody that I work in porn. Yeah. He just tells me I write porn books. That's I work in porn. That's what I do. And I'm like, thank you, dad. So much for that. Appreciate it. Anyways, Stevie, moving forward, you can take reading questions. My, that is my last writing question. Go onward and upward. <laughs> After- <laughs> Are you okay? No, because I really want him to come on a podcast episode. <laughs> no he's he's gonna be on one that we put on youtube it's the thing though that way we get lots of followers i know who i get my personality from okay and it's him so just take it like it's literally me in male form but a lot lot a lot more extra a lot extra (laughs) so yeah no and he ain't he's not a shay he is not a humble bragger either (laughs) like he's just not not a humble bragger. He just brags. Remember when he was, tell, he was telling Lisa Suzanne, I'll be on your cover. Yeah, like no shame at all. And I'm like, dad, please, please, please stop. He's just, oh, I can't. That's not happening ever. I won't allow that to happen ever. <laughs> okay. Oh, I feel challenged right now. I'm just it's saying. Not happening. It is never. I will literally refuse. Like I will, I will bring legal action somehow. <laughs> And the thing is, is, he'd fucking do it. He'd do it. He'd put the baby oil on and he'd, he'd strut his fucking stuff in front of a camera. Like he would. And it's not like, like, I mean, he's my dad. So like my whole life, my fucking entire life, all I've heard from people. It's like, oh my God, your dad's so attractive. And I'm like, I'm literally going to gut myself. Please stop. And like, obviously, like, but the thing is though, is he's not like, like insane tattoos or anything like that. The only thing that I could, I could genuinely say would might like be able to profit off of a cover besides this horror story for me is he has really nice blue eyes that I did not get from him. So, I mean, that possibly could be it. But other than that, negative, it's not happening. Not happening. All right, Stevie, go move, move forward. We're leaving this topic behind. Okay. Okay. Um, what attracts you to a book? The cover, the blurb, or a recommendation? I'm a cover whore. I have always been. I will pick up a book. I, I don't even, gosh, I'm too impatient to read blurbs if they're long. So 
Yeah, I mean, if the cover is nice and I know the author's name or if it's recommended, um, but honestly, the very last thing is the blurb. The blurb. I just, I'm cover. Too, too lazy. Covers all day, every day for me. All with day. a good cover. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So I would have to agree with that. What is the last book you bought? Honestly, it was a craft book. Um, I just actually, I'm, I'm participating in the Ingress like conference. Um, I, it is, hold on. I have, I have the Kindle version of the regular book, but I have the creating character arcs workbook. Oh, and I have witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> no, not witchcraft. Um, and then the emotional wound thesaurus. Um, those are, yeah, the actual like physical books that I bought. Um, what, gosh, what was it? What is the emotional wound thesaurus? Um, it's about, it's, it's a writer's guide to psychological trauma. Oh, so, you need one of those. <laughs> I do. My fucking character. I can't write a single fucking character that has not got some type of emotional baggage. Then you need it. It's, it's good. It's also, really good. I'm sending a picture in the chat of my father and my, my oldest brother. Oh, oh gosh. gosh. So, Do I even want to look right now? Oh, God. I'm oh, telling gosh. you. Connor, possibly. You're making this worse. You know that, right? But there's the thing is, I want somebody to agree with me that he cannot be on a cover. Like, I need some, like, I'm, I'm going to get somebody that's going to be like, no, nah, your dad's on a track. Oh, dang, girl. Say thing. My mother even thinks he's attractive. <laughs> There's no way he's going on a cover. There's no way he can't. It, he literally cannot go. No. I think. Oh my gosh. I think if my kid brother got a six pack of abs, possibly could go on a cover, and then I would still like cringe because that is just. Ugh. But <laughs> possibly, I just no. It's not. I'm not. It's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> I'm not letting it happen. Anyways, okay. <laughs> next question, Stevie. So, who are some of your favorite authors? And when I ask authors to read that you can shout out your friends too. We do tell people that. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So I read a lot of kind of what I write um, just because I think I've, that's always what I've, I've read. But um, I love Vi Keeland, Lexi Ryan. We mentioned Adriana Locke before I adore her. I love Megan Quinn. Um, I love Melanie Harlow. Um, I just found Lauren Lane and I love Louise Bay. I <laughs> completely binged on her audiobooks. Um, so I, those are probably like my tops right now. Of course, I love Kaylee Ryan. I love Lacey Black. Um, but I also love Paranormal too. I love Gina Showalter. And is it Larissa Ione? I'm not sure how to say her name, which who I just found out doesn't even live that far away from me. And by not that far away, it's like three hours. <laughs> but, <laughs> but up here, that's like very close. <laughs> so I was like so excited about that. Um, I love paranormal demons. That's like my crack. It's like my guilty pleasure. Um, but I don't read that as much as I used to, but yeah, I have a lot of favorites. I love it. That's a good, that's a good list. That's a good list. It's a long one, but I mean, honestly, if you'd ask me next week, it probably would be different people, but that's how mine <laughs> is, but there are, are, I have those like certain authors that I will li literally read everything they produce. Yeah they could they could produce a phone book and i'd probably still read it yep. Haley ryan is one of them like i will literally read anything she writes mm -hmm. <laughs> hence why half her books are on my bookshelf right now but 
Um, I don't think I have any recommendations for you because I think all of the read people that you read are the people that Stevie reads and me and Stevie don't read the same people. <laughs> she, she's a huge dark romance. Like, I mean, like, rever- like reverse harem is her favorite. Okay. Oh, so okay. So can we just talk about the fact that I had never read a, a reverse harem up until about what, like three weeks ago or something like that? I think, and I, I read, well, I started with Madison Kate, uh-huh. which... At first I was like, oh God. And I mean, you know, I'm old. So I was like, these guys are kind of young, <laughs> but then I didn't care. Then I loved them. And I, I didn't like Archer and then freaking Archer. Then I just, oh, oh my God. Those were my, so I have not read the Madison Tate. I have not read that yet, but I, I literally know some, we talked to somebody who loves that series and I was like, mm-hmm. which one am I going to like the most? Because like, and she's like, okay, well tell me what you like. And I'm like, give me the one that's the most damaged, the most asshole-ish like the one that you think that is literally the villain the whole time, that's the one I like. And yep. she's like, okay, so Archer. It's yep. absolutely Archer. Yep, without um, a doubt. I wouldn't say reverse harem is my favorite trope. It's just the trope that I would prefer to live in. But so we all. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I, I love a dark romance moment. Oh, I love it. Can't, I think the, the non-darkest romance author I read is Candy Steiner. That's and pretty non-dark. Not, not even a little dark. <laughs> and she just, well, I mean, she rips your heart out. So, I mean, she's angsty. Yeah. So I think her, I think Candy Steiner, and I think Saffron Kent doesn't write real dark romance. She writes taboo romance, but I think those two are like probably my normal go-tos, like normal as in like on the scale. So I love Kay Webster also, but it's been a while since I've read any of her stuff. But yeah, I love her taboo stuff. We love a Kay Webster moment. Yeah. <laughs> I am a huge Misty Walker fan. Mm-hmm. And we've had her on and now her and Kay Webster have their own podcast. Oh, really? And it was funny because Misty at first was like, no, I don't want, I, like, she was like, I'll do it. She was like, I just don't, like, I've never done a podcast before. And apparently we sold her on it. <laughs> because within a couple of weeks her and Kay Webster had produced a podcast together and I just was cracking up and she is the only person who has got me to be able to like MM romance so it's just they're so funny to me because like to look at them you would think that they're just like they're like PTA moms <laughs> they yeah. just look like they're so but they so write like, some of the dirtiest books <laughs> right I love it me I too. love it so do you prefer e-reader or physical copies um I love a paperback I love to have the book in my hand to be able to put it down pick it back up again but I don't have the space for a lot of paperbacks anymore in my house um so I primarily read on read on my phone or I listen to audiobooks that's like my new thing I refuse to not have space for books I refuse (laughs) hard limit Hard limit. I have to buy new bookshelves. I literally just put two on my Amazon cart. Now yeah. I'm going to have to put two more together for my room because I have a whole stack of books on this side of the room on the floor that are like, they need <laughs> to go on a shelf. They're like, when are you going to put me up? And my, and I am one of those people, my paperbacks don't get read. Like they're purely oh. just for me oh, no. to look at them. Phoebe no. is freezing. Uh-oh. Last time this happened, we had a slight technical dis- technical difficulty, but I'm just going to keep it. Hello, you're back. I see her eyes. Yeah, <laughs> you were moving. Thought you were just staring very intently for a moment. <laughs> All right, okay. Go with your last reading question, and then we'll move on to trope questions. Okay, what was your last five-star read? Oh, you know what? I had an answer for this earlier, and now I've completely forgot. Um, 
It's okay. So I just, I just finished Butterface by Avery Flynn. I like that. That was kind of cute. Oh, I love Avery um, Flynn. But Does the title have anything to do with the literal definition of Butterface? I don't, what is the literal, like literal butter, like that you eat face? Absolutely Because I was actually wondering like, what is this? I, I didn't really Butterface, this is going to, now listen, I don't use this term, so nobody cancel me, but it's a term normally used by men who say like, oh, she's everything but her face. Like, she oh, her yes, that's but, it. Oh my God. Oh, yes. I, I, so that's exactly what that means. Okay. I didn't even get that. Yeah, I did yeah. not even get that. Oh, oh, you just enlightened me. But I love the book. Um, or prior to that, I, I, I read Priest. Um, <gasps> and I, I just fucking read that book. <laughs> Are we talking about by Simone? What's her Sierra name? Simone. Mm-hmm. Yes, here's Simone. Oh my, I just yeah. fucking read that book. And all because of a TikTok. A TikTok <laughs> that was like, it's like, oh God. It's like where they say something and then, oh, what is the t- sound? I just literally forgot it. But it was a TikTok where they were talking about like when he just puts the tip in to like, to, to, per, to you know, like prevent his, you know, not being a Catholic priest anymore or something. And I was like, oh, add to cart. <laughs> I just read it because it was, it's a short, it's a relatively short book. So mm-hmm. I was like, my yeah. read it. it's basically smut. And I was like, okay, this is amazing. But I actually didn't think it was as dirty as I was expecting it to be. Like it, it actually had a story and yeah. it was a love story. I like that she added the little, a love story mm-hmm. after the title, which I don't think was originally there. Um, yeah, it was, I liked it and I liked it a lot. I mean, I don't think the actual smuttiness of it, like, I mean, it was kind of just like regular sex, but. Cause it was taboo and, you but know. But it was taboo and it was still hot. I mean, it was still hot. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Like, Lord. And you know, they have, there's a sequel or a prequel for Tyler, right? Is there? Yeah, I, I knew that there was. See, I I knew that there was another book, but I thought it was like from her POV or something. No, I mean I think there is one like that, but there's also Tyler, his friend Tyler, that's in there. Also has a book called Sinner. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was added to cart as well. It's good. It's good. Speaking of TikToks, I do want to. I I don't know if Molly, if you've been on TikTok today to see what Willow Winters did. Oh God. No. I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> She created an OnlyFans. Oh, I did hear this. Yes. To put her dirty excerpts. On. I literally love her, bro. Where she comes up with the weirdest ideas to do some of the things that she does. I literally love her, bro. She's so funny. I saw that and she and she can't say, like on TikTok, obviously everybody knows you have to be super, super, super vague about certain words that you say in your videos. That's why you say only pans. No, you say only friends. No, That's the most popular one. Pans as well, because I follow a TikTok account where a girl has an only pans where she cooks. So only pans. <laughs> <laughs> it, oh it, it just blew my mind that... Uh, that she came up with this idea to post it on OnlyFans. It's just so funny, though. Well, I mean, I think it, that's something that we've has been definitely mentioned, but gosh, so time consuming. Um, no, it wasn't very time consuming. Within two hours, she had all these ones posted, and I'm like, bro, just like Sophie work really, really fast. It's basically wow. just a Tumblr, but on OnlyFans. OnlyFans. That's literally what it is. <laughs> Tumblr, but only well somebody was giving her ideas about checking out like discord yeah. and doing it that way and creating like uh 
a group on Goodreads or something like that to post them in there. Yeah. And or a channel on Discord. That's what. Right. So the fact that OnlyFans is now being used for books is just absolutely hysterical. I'm here for it, bro. That's hilarious. I mean, I'd pay for that. I'm not paying for naked people, but (laughs) because there there's another author. And I, I won't say her name because that's a little much, but she has an OnlyFans and she doesn't post her books on OnlyFans. I mean, listen, pop off. If you can do it, you got it, flaunt it, honey. honey so, I mean, off, bro. I, if I could, I would. <laughs> Don't even put it past me. If I could, I would. I, if I'm serious, if I had the material, I would do it. <laughs> So, um, we're going to move on to trope questions, which is sadly the last part of our podcast, but it is our favorite portion uh, because of the questions, not because it's the end. I am realizing now that I say that every single time we get to this point and authors probably think I'm like, oh, it's my favorite part because I'm done with this podcast, bitch, but that's not it. Um, it's because we really like these questions. Okay. So what is your favorite trope to write and why? (sighs) Okay. So I love like a forbidden off limits kind of trope. I love characters who just are not supposed to be together. Um, that has just been my thing. That's what I've loved to read forever and ever. And so I, when I get a chance to write a book like that, which we're made of moments was kind of a little bit like a little bit of a twist in there with that. Um, yeah, it's just, that's like my, my crack. I love to write that. Have you read any Saffron Kent books? I have not. Hey, listen to me. <laughs> I'll write this down too. You literally just described all her books, first of all. You need to go read, I'm trying to think, oh my god, go read Medicine Man immediately. Immediately, Molly. Report back, okay. And then report back to me. Report back to the IG and be like, hey, this is for MJ. Finish the book. And then I need you to tell me how much you loved it because it's about a psych ward patient and her, uh, doctor and like if you like medicine man that'll give me a gauge if you'll like the rest of saffron stuff and all the other ones that she writes are taboo like she has another one where it's like older sister's ex-boyfriend teacher student uh maid and like rich guy um brother's enemy like she's just all around that taboo vibe oh my god best friend's dad by her also Yes, also by her also. It's like dreams. You just need to read Medicine Man and then report back to me and then I'll let you you read the rest of them. Give you more. Okay. (laughs) I'll give you more. (laughs) She's so good. All right, go. Next trope question, Stevie. So what is one trope you would eventually like to write and why? I think that I would really like to write Paranormal someday. Um, Probably Demon Paranormal because that's like my favorite. But I was not expecting this. (laughs) <laughs> but I haven't had time yet. I have, I mean, in the past I've started things before. And so I've got like, you know, bits and pieces here and there, but I've never really gotten beyond those bits and pieces, but yeah, definitely paranormal of the demonic type because that's, that's my favorite. That's a first. Yeah. I was about to be like, mostly they're like not paranormal. They like shut Oh, that I up. love it. Sign me up for that one. I will read yeah. the paranormal one. I like it. De- I like a demon every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> supernatural vibes i'm not even like supernatural i read one book and i cannot remember the name of it saved my life me where he was a incubus uh like basically it's a sleep demon mm-hmm. and like there was this girl who couldn't orgasm in her real life and like he made her orgasm in her sleep she was not asleep but she was very much so awake 
but uh yeah super hot and then he like possessed a human body to like date her it was hot I was like (laughs) I was like if he doesn't possess a human body for me I don't want it I don't want it so what is one trope you will never write and why this may disappoint you but I don't think I would ever write BDSM flipper like it's just I I don't know maybe I just don't get it like it's just not my thing like at all I have don't get it I don't know (laughs) and like the whole like daddy thing I I drew a line of daddy kink I don't like the daddy daughter I don't like the daddy little girl that's not that's a I I loved her father and was raised by a single dad there's a line but okay but let me clarify though like I can get into an age gap with uh-huh. an older guy and a younger girl but it can't just be like the name calling stresses me yeah, out it's just it's weird to me <laughs> stresses me out however the bdsm thing is not all just daddy oh i know i know i know but it's just like the whole like i don't know i'm i guess i'm the type of person where i mean i know that you know i know this is just how it is and whatever but like if, if some dude's gonna like tell me what to do i'm gonna I'm gonna fuck him up like I'm not gonna like I'm not I'm not I can't like my husband he'll be like you know you gotta be careful how you talk to me <laughs> like I, he's he's listening to me right now and so I wouldn't be really surprised if he like popped in and was like whatever but no like don't mm-mm, nope That's the thing though I'm like that in real life not in the bedroom though like yeah. there are lines I, I know it just it just doesn't it does not appeal to me in the least bit that doesn't mean I can't read like some light you know dom sub stuff whatever but it's just not my I'm telling you I know there's just nothing like a girl being chained up and flogged like seriously <laughs> I'm not even you I, you're missing out I'm telling you it's so literally I okay. think BD, well, I don't even know if BDSM is like a I mean like a it's a I think I think BDSM can be interwoven into any any trope possible, right? Right. So, like, I've never really thought of like not like I mean obviously I've read books that don't have BDSM and I've read books that have BDSM and I don't mean either way it doesn't bother me. Sex is you know sex to certain degrees is you know kind of the same whatever you get to the same end. But my God, girl. <laughs> okay, challenge. Find find me something that I have to read that will change my mind. All right, give me a second. that's the next question okay if you were in a book what trope would you want for your story clearly not bdsm no mm -mm. (laughs) probably some kind of billionaire something or other because finally somebody's gonna (laughs) because life would just be so much easier right i mean i let's be real i know everybody's like oh money doesn't buy happy days that's bullshit I mean, you know, to a certain Money can help the happiness. Yes, it certainly can. Okay, so I'm going to have to report back on that one because <laughs> I want to find a good one. Like, I have, like, multiple ones where BDSM is incorporated. I feel like an issue is, is I feel like what you're thinking is, like, BDS, it's like Fifty Shades of Grey where BDSM was the whole plot. And Maybe. if, like, the I feel like if the book and the plot in general is really good and then the dude is into BDSM or the girl is into BDSM, it makes it a lot better and I have multiple ones I have it on a section in my I have like a little kindle list on my notepad so I'll have to find it but okay. I, I don't just want to recommend you something that's just smut because then you'll hate it because like I obviously will pick up a book just to read it if it's smut because it's the kind of stuff that I like but I also if I'm reading BDSM I want to have a good plot so let me report back okay 
and I will let you know, but I'm going to find one. Oh, I'm going to find one and it's going to change your life forever. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So that is uh, the last question for us on the podcast. You have been amazing. I'm going to let you pimp yourself out here for a minute. So you can talk about a book coming up, a sale. The floor is yours. Thank you. So first of all, thanks for having me. I've had a great time. This has been awesome. Um, I think I just want to tell everybody, if you haven't already read We're Made of Moments, please go and check it out. Um, it's a little bit different than the other books that I've written. Um, it's a little more, I don't know, maybe a little bit more angsty. Um, the other stuff that I write is a lot more um, I don't know. It's a little lighter, dirtier, <laughs> but a little lighter. Um, so go try, go check. We're made of moments out and then, um, get ready for more than a memory coming later in the year. Um, like I said earlier, Aiden is kind of this broody, dark, not dark. He's not dark by any means. Um, this broody kind of, you know, angry hero who he's going to fall really hard again for this girl. So um, that's going to be fun. And then of course I, we talked about earlier too, that I have perfect secret, the last book in the Mason Creek series coming out on September 9th. So for it. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Molly. You have been super fun. I'm going to find you a BSM book that you're going to love. And you're going to thank my, thank me for it forever after you read medicine, man. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for joining us. And we hope that you have a great evening. Thank you.